welcome to April, Melissa. We have made it to the fourth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. We are here. <laughs> it is raining. It is raining, but it is April, Kyle. So um, we are excited to do this edition of Let's Talk Club Management Podcast. We were very pleased with last month and March, and we were excited to come to you from the Virtual World Conference. But yeah. uh, we, we've shifted into spring, and we have some really exciting things to talk about. We we're had a very start... busy March on the podcast. We so have a very we'll busy couple March. of weeks of off as a break. Absolutely. <laughs> podcasting. Absolutely. The work balance edition of Let's Talk Love yes. So if you're wondering why it's coming to you late in the month, it's because you got like 17 episodes in March. <laughs> Absolutely. I might have so, exaggerated, but you know what I mean. It, it feels like it. So, <laughs> you know, we, we had a great conference and one of the amazing outcomes from that is always the idea fair. And if you're not familiar with the idea fair, it is the amazing competition um, and ide really idea sharing. It's not about the competition uh, no. from clubs and uh, club managers all across the country sharing the really cool ideas that they had implemented in their club over the previous year. Uh, there are 19 categories, so basically every area of operations that you could think of. Um, and this year we had more than 270 entries. Which is crazy. It is crazy. And it is completely digital this year. So norm in a normal year, it's kind of like science fair. Yeah. You walk in a room and they're <laughs> arranged by category. And then after conference, um, our team catalogs all of that. Uh, so we work with our professional photographer and pair that with the entry form that comes in digitally. But this year, it's even better because because it was entirely virtual and entirely digital. All of that was already available for everyone to um, to steal and borrow yes. those great ideas because you you know they're club tested. You know they work. So um, we are excited over the next couple episodes of the podcast to talk to our some of our idea fair winners um, and really understand where their idea came from what the challenges were and um, how you can implement those at your club. Yeah. And, there, and as Melissa said, you know, there were so many incredible ideas um, this year, of course, being the year of adaptation and evolution and pivoting and Don't changing. use that word, Kyle. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, but it's Jeff. true. Sorry, Sorry but it's true. <laughs> um, the, you know, this year, of course, there was no shortage of, of really creative um you know, things that came together for our members and, and their clubs. And today we are really excited to sit down and chat with the showstopper uh, winner. Um, this entry came to us from Philadelphia Country Club. It is about their annual Independence Day extravaganza. And we jump into this conversation with Ashley Ryan and Missy Johnson of Philly Country Club. And Ashley actually just has a new position, <laughs> but she was uh, integral in putting this together last year with the team at Philly. Um, but we dive in and, and chat in depth about how the event came together, what it used to look like in the past, what it looked like last year because of COVID, and and how they managed to really pull off five different events in one night, which is bonkers wild it is wild <laughs> it's incredibly impressive um and obviously you you will understand why this entry won the showstopper award 
for this year's Idea Fair. Um, I'm going to give a quick pitch to this. I mentioned it in our interview, but if you're interested in checking out any of those ideas that Melissa mentioned, um, as she said, they are all online already. If you weren't able to attend World Conference and you still want to check them out, um, the CMAA Connect community is where all of those live. And if you log in to Connect, you can find them by going to the Browse option in that top menu bar. Um, and it drops down and Idea Fair is one of those options. You just click on that and you can browse all of the entries from this year. And the winners in each category and the overall winners are actually notated right next to their names. So it's really easy to find some of the most outstanding of all of the outstanding entries that we received this year. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Missy Johnson and Ashley Ryan about the Philadelphia Country Club Independence Day extravaganza. Welcome everyone to the April edition of Let's Talk Club Management. We are really excited to sit down today and chat with some of our Idea Fair winners. And today we are joined by Ashley Ryan and Missy Johnson. Um, Ashley was previously at Philadelphia Country Club, and that's the idea that we're going to be talking about today. But she just got a new position. So congratulations, Ashley. We're really excited for you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, thank you both for joining us. Um, Melissa and I just want to start off. We start off every conversation that we've had on the podcast during COVID. (laughs) asking our guests just doing a quick pulse check check in how are you doing life has been kind of crazy and weird and wild for the last year so we just wanted to how are things going well I think life is going well um you know as you said everything is completely unusual and not our normal but we're definitely getting by things at Philadelphia Country Club up until about three weeks ago, we're going well. I'll let Missy fill you in. <laughs> We've kept it going for the three weeks that Ashley's been gone. So <laughs> no, we're good. Trying to get a little bit back to normal, you know, having events. We actually have an event going on downstairs. I'm um, welcoming the, the ladies back for the te- opening ladies tennis luncheon. So it's exciting to see all them and they're happy to be able to get um, the season started because obviously a year ago we weren't even at the point where we could talk about having an opening tennis luncheon so it's good we just need some sunny days like we were just talking about yes absolutely I think we're all ready for some sunshine and warm weather so we can all get back outside and start seeing each other again for sure well that's really wonderful to hear um, so let's, let's, you know, jump right into this conversation and, and talk to us a little bit about, um, talk Philadelphia country club, you know, we're, we're curious, what is the club like and how long have you each been there slash were there <laughs> Ashley? Um, and if you want to chat with us a little bit about your new position too, feel free. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, well I'll start Philadelphia country club is, um, a 20, a club that has 27 holes of golf. A bunch of different activities so partridge tennis courts paddle courts um clay trap and skeet shooting bowling alley squash courts a little bit of everything going on at all times so a lot of fun uh, we have a very big family focused membership so all of our events are really centered around families and being able to celebrate and enjoy the club and each other which is always great Um, which our 4th of July extravaganza is usually one of those big events. So it was an interesting event to try and reimagine in the age of COVID. Um, And 
Missy, I'll let you lead in anything else that you, I missed about the club. I've been, at, I was at the club for two and a, sorry, excuse me, 12 and a half years. Missy's been there for 10? Yeah, 10 years, yes. So I was a communications director. Then I recently took over Ashley's old position. So now I'm the clubhouse manager, if that makes more sense. But I'm only like 10 days in on that. So. <laughs> well, congratulations yeah. to you too, Missy. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. all around. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, fantastic. Well, first of all, congratulations to you both on your new positions, but also on this idea. This was the Showstopper Award winner for uh, the Idea Fair this year. So, I mean, very impressive. Um, I think the thing I was most impressed by with this event was the fact that you basically planned like five different events and had them go off at the same time, which that coordination just blows my mind. (laughs) And I applaud you and your team for putting something so spectacular together. Um, And I think making the holidays still feel really special, despite the fact that, you know, we had all of these COVID restrictions in place. Um, But let's, let's talk a little bit about that Independence Day celebration. Traditionally, can you talk to us about what it's looked like in the past? And then what types of changes did you have to make um, to the event so that it did fit within, you know, all of the COVID era restrictions? Sure. So our original normal Independence Day extravaganza is usually 2,000 people on our 18th fairway, large carnival style setup. We have bouncy houses, carnival rides, seating for 1,000 people, um, food tents, activities throughout, horse rides, and all the fun things that none of which are very COVID friendly last July. Um, so when we did have to start replanning this, we did have a restriction in place in Pennsylvania where we could only have 250 people at an outdoor event. So that was our main sort of driver to try and figure out how exactly we were going to bring some semblance of normal to this event for our membership. Yeah, so I will say that in previous years, we had, um, you know, all the food tents down the fairway, but we also have our terrace open for some individuals that it's harder for them to get down on the fairway. So we would have a buffet up there and some additional tables that actually more recent years have become a prime location to see the fireworks and stuff. So we were prior to COVID kind of running two events or an offshoot of the event up there. So I don't, I can't say that that was the idea, the jumping, the necessary jumping off point, but it wasn't out of the question because we were used to, you know, duplicating what the food tents were down below on a smaller buffet up up on the terrace, just to, um, you know, put it in perspective a little bit more. And then obviously the evening always ends with like a grand fireworks display that um, is accompanied by music and um, that everyone can look at over our pond. I'm like using my hands like everyone can see. That's awesome. So then how was that reimagined then? You know, if for our listeners, you can go online and check out their idea fair entry. You can access it in the CMA Connect community. Um, those are all available to you. So if you're interested in learning more details, you can check them out there. But for those of our listeners who won't do that, do you want to talk to us a little bit about what last year's event ended up t- looking like and, and how those pieces all came together? Sure. So we 
started with trying to figure out the different areas of our property that we could potentially utilize and trying to figure out how to keep everyone away enough that they had separate entrances, facilities, and they could really be constituted as a separate outdoor event. So that was our first sort of stepping off point of we first, obviously we went to the pool. So our family focused event went to the pool where we had already traditionally been doing reservation seating. So we did reservation seating at the pool with food there that then came to end at the fireworks on the terrace where Missy was discussing, we did a four course prefix menu. So for those who are looking for the finer dining, being able to come in, really enjoy, and then have while they're having dessert, their fireworks show as well. Um, and then we utilize all the space that we have on our golf course. We set up a drive-in theater style cart set up on our 10th fairway for everyone to come in and have their own cart where they can stay socially distanced, but still be able to get cocktails and food and still enjoy the space. We also let um, our members come and drive very carefully on our cart paths through uh, the course and park spaced out to have a tailgating style set up where they were able to bring their own food. And if they wanted, we would also supply their own food, their food for them in that space. Um, and then the last one, Missy, I'm missing is the dessert after dark, correct? Yes. We have, yeah. we have a air down, um, where they could come and there's a large hill that kind of comes down from our terrace that typically on a normal year, everyone comes into the event, sets up their blankets, goes and enjoys the fairway and the food and all of that. And then ends up on their blanket or their towels watching the fireworks. So we did kind of a play off that because everyone that was up on the terrace, was staying up at their tables to watch the fireworks. So then we allowed people to come in. It was kind of the last wave to come in and just set up their blankets and we served them like desserts. Um, there's like a tent with just some cocktails. So, um, so yes, what Ashley said is we definitely started by trying to come up with as many out of the box, separate locations for these. And then the next thing was the coordination of the time because we couldn't have everyone arrive at the same time. It would be too much. And we obviously had limited staff at this point and um, we had to be cognizant that it was not too confusing and communication was a, a high and above a key of this whole <laughs> making, this whole strategy and having it all actually come together and work. So we specifically had different times, like obviously the prefix menu, the terrace, they came in earlier. So then they had four courses, the carts were, where they came down and they parked and they walked out to their golf cart. That was kind of in the middle. Driving was, um, I guess that was kind of happening at the same time as the golf carts. And then this last wave coming in and sitting on the hill to watch it. So it was kind of strategic in particular for the management staff because some of us were bouncing around um, a little bit here and there to greet the members at the different stations. And then most, most of all the other staff was, you know, had their station for the night wherever that location was. Absolutely. Like I said, I, I'm just so impressed by the logistics of this and how you managed to basically, like I said, pull off like five different events, five unique events at the same time um, and and staggered, you know, people's arrival. And I imagine the, the staffing side of it was also very complicated, um, but clearly it seemed to go off without a hitch. Um, I would imagine that 
the member feedback was incredibly positive given that you were able to create for them this event that still you know fulfilled their expectations of a summer celebration for Independence Day. Um, but do you want to share a little bit about what your members have said and, and maybe if there was any staff feedback from that as well? Yeah, I think that all of our member feedback was overwhelmingly positive. Um, thinking back to July, it was still a very slow time in terms of everyone coming out. And a lot of the members, it was the first time that they were coming out in a larger group setting, not you know, overly large, but they were sort of leaving their house and everyone was very appreciative that they had something that fit, fit every individual comfortability level. So for those people who weren't comfortable going to the pool and seeing another 150 people, they went and drove in on the golf course and had their family on blankets with the picnic food that we provided as well as their own and were enjoying the show from there. So I think that the flexibility and the way that our offerings encompass our entire membership was really well received. Yeah, and you know, I think they were really appreciative that we went out of the way to figure out and come up with new ideas and be able to provide something, you know, some semblance of that event and having golf carts parked out and doing that type of Thing they would they would never get an opportunity. We've never done anything like that, so it'll be interesting because right now we're just beginning to start talking about how we're going to execute this event for this year, and what will stay and what what will go back towards normal because there were certain parts and certain things that um, obviously the members loved doing and thought was so different and fun. So yeah, yeah that actually yeah that leads to my next question, which I guess is two part. So. One, were there any implementation challenges that you definitely have learned from and will not not be re-implementing this year? And then two, you know, is this, what from this event will you carry forward into the future, whether it's COVID, you know, related or not? That is a great question. <laughs> Um, in particular about what we'll carry forward, we're still trying to talk, we're thinking about how possibly the pool will um, come into play because typically the pool would have just been shut down that evening. We do another 4th of July type event at the pool on a Saturday after um, our extravaganza, but that was the first time in years since I've been there that the pool was actually open and being able to use. And um, I think there that was viewed very, very favorably. But I also do think the members are looking forward to, there's nothing else like it when you have a thousand people down on the fairway. And maybe that's not this year, depending on, you know, obviously we're we're not out of um, the pandemic by sure. any stretch. But um, there is something to that evening when everyone is down there more or less together. So um, I, some, I think that maybe there's parts in the carts and different things that will be used in other types of other times of the year in other um, situations, maybe sure. not necessarily on that evening, you know, next year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it was kind of a, a cool way to beta test some new ideas. Be like, is this going to be a thing that our members even care about or like? Oh, it turns out, yes. Cool. Now that we have this in our back pocket, we can try it again for something else. That's awesome. <laughs> And in well, terms of implementation challenges, I don't even think that we really had many. Missy, I, thinking back to July, I just know that 
everything went out off so well. We had coordinated with the vendors ahead of time. So we did have some outside food trucks come in and assist. And they were all sort of given different arrival times as well. So everything really fit right in and worked really well. Was yeah, I this... think if anything... oh, go ahead, Missy. Sorry. Yeah, if there was anything with the, like, I think the biggest thing we took away is that, like, you know, having there was no music during the carts and cop like for that particular experience. We would have like wished we had DJ or or some sort of music playing, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there were some food trucks that were overutilized and some that were underutilized. So we probably would move some of that around. But I think those, and we would have had no idea to really know about that in advance but i think those are like the more logistical things that we would we would look to you know just make better going forward yeah absolutely i forgot what my question was now so (laughs) no it's okay it was clearly not very important i thought for one second i was gonna sound smart but it's fine now it's fine uh my question was probably going to be melissa do you have anything to add maybe it'll come back to me I was going to say, I know one of the questions that came up in the the education session that you all um, did was the question of staffing and how difficult um, coordinating, and you mentioned, you know, you you were at a a low staff point as well, you know, how difficult was the staffing to this to to push out to five events? It was challenging, but I do think that we have a great team that everyone's willing to sort of pitch in and do whatever's necessary to make the event successful. So we we had a bunch of people out of place. Our locker room staff was over by our grounds building, dropping off the food for the tailgate section as they're coming through where they never usually would be. Some people were going places they'd never been before on property, which was fun. So those little logistical um, interests pop up when you send someone here, go to the pool. And they're like, okay, but I've never left the side of the clubhouse. We're like, all right, so we're going to walk to the pool. Um, What's the pool? No, but <laughs> I see it from the parking lot, but right. how do we get there? No. So just those little challenges. Um popped up in terms of staffing, but I think it's also was a great opportunity because it also brings in, you know, we hit areas on our new employee tours and just really pointing out that maybe we need to expand that a little bit as well. So all great problems to have because it really pointed out that, you know, um, there's a big world out there on our campus and all of our employees need to get to see it for sure. That's really cool. I was just saying one quick thing like that event typically is like an all hands on deck event Mm -hmm. so it wasn't that out of the question to ask employees to do something different um I think they expect that anyways because Mm -hmm. of the event so I mean obviously there were like she was saying we we were definitely you know people were even farther out of their comfort zone but I think they always expect that so (laughs) (laughs) it's a known quantity I remembered my question Thank you for giving me time to think, Melissa. <laughs> um, so I was going to say, was was this event last year sort of the first big event that you guys put together at the club sort of in the midst of COVID? And, and did that um, help with some of the planning, giving you more lead time to sort of coordinate some of these, you know, many moving parts? I would say it was the first 
big in-person event that we had at the club, but not um, the first event in general. So we did a lot of our, we did a Memorial Day drive-in barbecue that was very logistically challenging. We did some drive-through barbecue days um, in for Father's Day and a couple of other areas that um, definitely took some logistical planning and time as well. I will say that this event came together actually rather quickly, um, mostly because of our concern for gaining permits for the fireworks. So sure. we weren't 100% sure we were going to be able to even pull the event off in mid-June. So I think that, is my timing right there, Missy? It was around there. Because mm -hmm. normally this event would obviously be the like right before July 4th. It's never usually on July 4th and it was towards the end of July. Yeah, so it was July 16th, I believe. Yeah. That's even more impressive, honestly, <laughs> that it came together in such a short amount of time. But it sounds like that you guys have been doing some events prior to that where you had a little bit of an idea, you know, of what sort of, again, the coordination and logistics of, of bringing people in and, and meeting the, the restrictions of COVID um, that have been put in place. So that, that may mean it sounds like you've learned a lot from the experience and, and hopefully this year the club will be able to pull off something equally amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We're, we're putting together. Yeah. I mean, we will absolutely will, but um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it comes together this year because it's uh, quite a hard artist to have set. Well, and just the environment now is a little bit different than it was last summer, you know, mm -hmm. now that we have people who feeling more comfortable being out and, and among, you know, their friends and in groups and with vaccinations, et cetera, you know, the things will look a little different. Um, but, you know, it's still probably important to take into consideration that not everyone is on the same level of comfort, you know, and, and that'll be a, a continuous challenge. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's nothing else, do you guys have anything else that you want to add that we didn't cover? Um, I don't think I have any other No, questions. I don't think so. Cool. Um, well, I will pitch, again, the Connect community. If folks are interested in reading more about this entry, please visit the CMA Connect community. Um, I can't think it's under browse where you can find the idea fair and all of the entries. You can certainly read more about this particular entry, but then all of the other entries as well. Um, and currently you can still access the sessions from world conference. If you were a conference attendee and you have access to that and you didn't get to listen to the idea fair session, please go do that. You'll get to hear more about this idea in that session as well as several of the other winning um, entries. And that's pretty fantastic. So uh, Missy and Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. It was such a pleasure to talk to you both and we look forward to connecting with you guys again soon. Yeah, thanks, thank Lee. you for having us. Of course. Thank you. All right, well, Melissa, that was a great conversation that we had with Ashley and Missy, but we do have a few house cleaning notes to go over for this episode. We have some announcements that we want to cover. Um, I said house cleaning. I really should have said spring cleaning. Yes, spring cleaning. <laughs> it's time to vacuum behind your curtains, move the furniture, and find, you know, the food that your homeschooled children have now been eating and leaving behind your couch for the last year. 
Kids maybe are gross. Maybe that's just me. Never mind. That might um, be you, but we really want to encourage our members to consider <laughs> spring cleaning their member profiles on cma.org. So you've probably seen this. We have announced this this campaign over the past uh, week or so, um, but we are encouraging you to take some time to review your CMA member profile and update any uh, changes that you may have to that information. Um, this is also a great time for you to update your email preferences, and I'll jump into that in just a second. But over the last, you know, year, two years, whenever it was the last time you, you know, set up your member profile, uh, you might have a new title, a different email address. You may have moved and have a different home address. Um, and keeping this information current with us helps us communicate with you more effectively. If we have the correct contact information for you, um, you can ensure that you're hearing from us on a timely basis. Um, and as we've talked about previously, CMA is continuing to grow its diversity and inclusion efforts. And in order to better understand the demographics of our membership, we have added a, a question or two um, to that personal data information, and we would really love for you to take some time to review that and add your own self-identification information. Um, so, you know, please take a few minutes, go to my CMAA on the CMAA homepage, you'll log into your account and uh, check it out, click around, make sure everything is up to date and current. And as I mentioned, it's also a great time to check your email preferences with CMAA. You do have the option to select the categories of email information that you receive from us. Um, anytime you receive an email from CMAA, down at the bottom of that email, there's a little link that says, you know, adjust your preferences, select the things that you want to get from us. Please click on that and check out what you're currently subscribed to. And if you want to make some changes, say you're really tired of hearing about I don't know, something, and you don't want to hear, oh, students, maybe, maybe for some reason you've been receiving information about student memberships, stuff, and you're like, I'm not a student, what, I'm, why am I getting this? Just uncheck it. You can opt out of that. And this is different from uh, our email system in the past, where if you unsubscribed from one thing, you unsubscribed from everything. That's not necessarily the case here anymore. We wanted to give you options because Lord knows we all love having choices, um, so please take a minute, check your email preferences, and uh, make sure that you're getting the most helpful and relevant information and event announcements from us. It does us a favor and it does you a favor as well. Awesome. Well, I do have some good news for you, Kyle. I do love good news. Good news. So there is one less day that you will now have to wait before we can be together in person again for the Communications <laughs> Summit. I can't wait. <laughs> so seriously, there was a slight change in our previously advertised dates for the 2021 Communications Summit. Um, we will be together in Minneapolis, Minnesota at our new dates, August 11th. I'm sorry, August 8th through 11th. See how she again. doesn't even, you guys, she's not even sure when it is anymore. <laughs> So the, the event will be August 8th through the 11th. So that's just a one-day shift uh, pro from the previously advertised date. So we hope you'll still be able to join us. Uh, our team here is working very hard on all of the activities and speakers and club tours. And we're going to be visiting some amazing facilities right there in Minneapolis. So, um, you know, definitely check it out for engaging and interactive 
networking opportunities and education and registration is going to be opening shortly so just watch your mailbox uh, we also have some other really exciting things coming up our club leadership summits you may be familiar with these uh, we've been doing them for a number of years but it's really a great opportunity for you to set up your board for success and this year it is it has never been easier to attend because we are going fully virtual with our three options for this year for 2021 so you know this is an opportunity for you and your club's elected leader or leaders uh, to join together for that cooperative education. You're gonna talk about best practices in governance, finance, trends um, affecting the industry. And these are really highly rated sessions. Uh, so we hope you'll check out the opportunities. Our first one is coming up really quickly, uh, May 13th. Um, then we also have options September 9th and November 16th. So if you're interested, uh, come to the CMA website, check out cma.org backslash club dash leadership or just look for the summits button on the homepage and you can find out more information. We'll be presenting these in partnership with Copland, Keebler and Wallace um, and we'll have some expertise from club benchmarking. So it's gonna be a great opportunity for you and your club leaders to attend anywhere you have an internet connection and a computer. So never been more accessible uh, than it will be for this year. So consider signing up and setting up your board for success this year. Absolutely. And we will have more announcements about uh, CMA events and education opportunities uh, coming down the pike <clears throat> for the fall. Um, you know, we're, we're excited to start planning things that involve us getting back together in person. Obviously, we know that you all are excited to get back together in person. Um, we're all chomping at the bit, I'm, I'm certain. So please stay tuned for further announcements for our slate of fall education. And uh, yeah, Melissa, is that, is that everything? Do we have anything else to cover for April? We're going to keep this one kind of short and sweet, I think. Um, but again, we have uh, things are, are coming. So <laughs> we, yeah, we have, we have lots to share as we move forward, but I think that's a wrap for April. So thank you so much, Kyle. It's always a pleasure. Indeed. It's my favorite part of, of our, of our job is getting to sit down and, and goof off on the podcast for, for, for a little bit. <laughs> We're really fun and definitely not punchy. Nope. Mm -mm. All right. <laughs> not, a, well, not at all. Never, never, not once. Very professional always. Um, <laughs> I will, one more quick pitch for if you did miss any of the podcast episodes from World Conference and you want to know what we were getting up to and what kind of nonsense we were getting into, of which there is some nonsense, um, you can actually check out those podcasts on our channel, but we've added them to our YouTube channel as well. Those are going to be the only opportunities you get to see uh, videos of our faces while we're talking. So take advantage. Uh, you can check those out. That's the Daily Grind podcast from World Conference. You can find it on CMA's YouTube channel. Um, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was a good experience. <laughs> but I think that does cover it for us here for April. And uh, we will check back in with you all next month. Until then, I'm Kyle. That's Melissa. This has been Let's Talk Club Management. And we will talk to you again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. Be well. <laughs>